Welcome, Sacramento Soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and in today's show, we are going to be talking about yesterday's epic regular season finale win 4-0 against San Diego Loyal in a game that makes us super excited for the first playoff game, which will be happening next Saturday against New Mexico at 7 p.m. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, go ahead and get them quick. I think it's probably going to be sold out by midweek. So, you know, you might as well get them soon so you won't have to worry about that or, you know, worse having to deal with any ticket scalpers. But let's go ahead and introduce our co-hosts tonight. First, let's go over to Elk Grove with Sharon. How's it going, Sharon? Hey, I'm still a little tired from yesterday. and uh, But otherwise, you know, a 4-0 win you go to bed thinking about <laughs> Matt LaGrosse's face plant and all the other, you know, things that happened, you know, the goal celebrations, the goals themselves, and how he literally just handed San Diego their rear ends. I mean, this is it. You go to bed thinking about that, and it makes the next day a wonderful day. Jared. Yeah, I'm still a little exhausted from, from yesterday as well with uh, both the local events as well as uh, several of my teams uh, winning this weekend. I mean, we've had Syracuse Orange wins, Central Valley Fuego won their, their regular season finale, and of course last night's uh, uh, win. I mean, where did that come from? We need more of, of our club back in that manner. It's like it's like our boys from June have come back again. How are you feeling, Luis? I'm feeling really happy about the win. Uh, I mean, none of us could ever believe that. Sac Republic would score two goals in five minutes. And I kept talking to people about it. And I know Mike Mechanich was one of those that was mentioning that, you know, he's been there since day one. He doesn't recall any other game where we were up winning 2-0 by the fifth minute. And so it was definitely a historic match. And I think something that no one going into Hartfield Park yesterday would have ever predicted or even like just guessed right that we would be winning so early on in the match and you know it comes at a perfect time as we get ready for playoffs on uh, next saturday too so yeah i mean we should all be really happy and if we see the same team next saturday i have no doubt they're gonna make it to semifinals and beyond right but at the very least uh like i i've been saying if they play the same way saturday even you know if the result doesn't go in our favor i mean no one could leave angry next Saturday because this is what we, we've been asking for all season and this is the team that we knew was there and that still has more potential of course just like any good team does and you know it's happening at, at the right time all right well let's go ahead and move on to Golazos of Gratitude and Jared since you were out and about yesterday how about we start with you well first of all do you want to give a shout uh yeah Golazos of Gratitude to Mother Nature it's kind of a, a double-edged sword on on that uh, given the fact that she completely dumped us on us at the uh, Scottsdale Taste of Italy, I still managed to get uh, some food in between the uh, the deluge. But ultimately, the, the rain walked for that moment, and then she decided to get us again in Tempe at another event I was going to. But still, we need it around here. So definitely a big loss of gratitude for that, Mother Nature. And then also to Valley Metro, who actually decided to run on time with some of these buses for me to get where I needed to. So definitely appreciative of that. Wish they would do it more, especially on time. Um, and of course, also for our, you know, for our club, for just waking up and just crushing the number two seed by four points 
scoring a basically a clean sheet for us against a team that we've had numerous trouble about. But we'll get more into that in a little bit. Sharon, uh, how about your uh, glasses? Jared, it sounded like you had a fabulous day yesterday. And I know we're supposed to keep these galazas of gratitude short and sweet, right? Um, you know, we've had some feedback on on this portion of the podcast because everybody really wants to get to the game highlights and analysis. However, I do want to give galazas of gratitude to um, Arthur um, and also Craig Broyles for hosting a celebration of life for our friend Crash sean kitka and the beautiful you know it was a it was a beautiful spoken word moment where many of many people got a chance to share what crash meant to them and how we even got the nickname crash kitka and just his indelible mark that he left on everybody's life which was a mark of positivity of love of encouragement of making you feel like the most important person in the room or, you know, at the moment. And I gave a little speech of how he helped our podcast grow and by creating Jeopardy, Republic Jeopardy with us. And the advice that he gave Luis to you, I think, in a lot of his record, you know, how he, because he was an audio specialist, I mean, a recording specialist, he knew how to do all of that, even though you are too. Um, you know, it's just, it was really, really sweet. And I have so many more golazes of gratitude, but maybe I will save them and feather them in as, as we go. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that too. Also yesterday was his birthday as well. Right. Yeah. So Friday was his birthday. Fr- fr- Friday but, was, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but yesterday right. we're wanting to celebrate it right at the, at the match. Exactly. And, and the team, you know, played for him, right. Talk about a win hashtag for crash with the 4-0 win coming through. And so I'm sure he's looking down on us right now and seeing that, you know, we, we have a team that we could be proud of and, uh, you know, they're they're making sure that, you know, we would get victories for him because we, we know how passionate of a Republic fan he was. And I, I hope that that truly inspires the team to get the championship this year and dedicate it all towards him and really all the fans out there that are so dedicated to this club, right? And that, make it what it is right bingo special yeah yeah thing yeah that yeah i mean it's it's quite unlike other clubs out there too i mean they do a lot for for the community and and that's why we were there supporting them (laughs) as often as we can and buying so much merchandise and yeah Ah. all that (laughs) for michael also gratitude of course first one goes out to you sharon for treating me to VIP for the third time. <laughs> uh, it was really awesome. And I was really glad that I finally got to see a goal right there, right? So shout out to Luther for getting his goal and making sure that we got to celebrate a goal right there and not let everyone on the other side see all the goals. So great, great stuff right there. And also, Sharon, for you for helping me out when it came to actually getting Landon Donovan's signature for second year in a row for the jersey that I wanted him to sign as well. That was really awesome. And I give all the credit to you because I feel like if you weren't there, I think I wouldn't have been as lucky as I was last year. I think you would have kept on going and maybe not acknowledge me, but you were there. You were giving him a little quick talk about your time with the earthquakes, right? As a season ticket holder and all that. And we know his glory days were with San Jose for the most part. So I'm sure, you know, he 
he felt good hearing about that. And he did give you a smile too, like I mentioned. So that was that was a nice little moment right there. That uh, dude never ages. I swear to God, Landon <laughs> Donovan, does, he has some genetic thing going on where he still looks like the kid from, you know, 2003 or whatever it was when, you know, we were all going down there all the time. That is pretty cool. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't know what he does, but he still looks like he could be out on the pitch. And hey, if the national team needs, needs a guy out there, I, I don't think he wouldn't mind, you know, <laughs> stepping out of retirement for a second time, right? Just like he did when he played in Mexico uh, a couple years back. <laughs> also, another one goes out to Will for taking the picture of when Landon was making the autograph on the jersey. Uh, we asked them just a couple of minutes before he'd be able to do that. He was just right across from us, too. And he did that. He captured the moment there. And, you know, those are really sweet moments when you're able to see when you, know, you were getting the autograph. And I guess if anyone asked, was it a real legit thing? Well, here's your proof that he actually did sign it there. So it, that, that was really awesome. And we really uh, appreciate that. And, of course, a glass of gratitude out to Lennon Donovan himself because, I wasn't sure how things were going to go this year, right? Last year, we tied 0-0, so, you know, there were ups and downs, but they were going to playoffs, and all was good. But losing 4-0, you just don't know what the Bible will be like. Is he even going to really want to sign anything or even, like, talk to anyone <laughs> after the game? But it looked like, you know, he didn't take the defeat as, you know, hard as it may have maybe hit other coaches out there and he still acknowledges fans and people who have, you know, seen him over the years and who still appreciate all the things that he did for our national team and just in general with his clubs as well. So thank you so much for giving us that autograph and, you know, making that moment happen again. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get right to this game for nil. I want to say the best game we've had in the regular season. I don't know what you guys think, but again, we saw a lot of early goals and what better than getting a goal in the second minute and who better to score that goal than the legend himself, Roro, getting the goal in the second minute. I mean, I want to know what your guys' thoughts are, right? As you see Roro take the shot, we know he's a good shooter, but he puts it right where the goalkeeper maybe is not expecting to get shot at, right? Because naturally you would think, oh, he's going to, you know, kick it to the other side. Goalkeeper's going to make a save there. But he put it right there, right? Not easy to put it towards where the goalkeeper's at, but always good to have that vision to do that because they're not always going to expect you to shoot there, right? So it's usually far post, you know, uh, usually, usually when players are lining up the way he was lining up, he was to the left of their goal. And usually that shot will go far post because mm -hmm. if it bounces off or rebounds, you end up with a knockdown rebound opportunity with your players there. Well, we had overloaded the left side. So Roro actually had two of our guys near him, but they had, they did not uh, balance. He sees things so well. Golazo of gratitude to Roro for his vision. They didn't change their, when we overloaded our left, their right side, they didn't change. And so he knew that he had the slot going in on the near side, on the near post, which is really rare. You, I, mean, I shouldn't say really rare, but he saw it. He, I put on my social media, he threaded the needle because that literally was a threaded needle to, to shoot that in that little spot, that tiny little area 
that was available. Like I said, typically the ball goes back the, from the direction the way it came, and dude was classic Roro. That was just an amazing shot. I mean, the fact that it was just a couple of minutes into the game, Roro definitely saw where the keeper wasn't quite sleeping, but was definitely thrown off here. But then again, you don't really expect a, a banger this quickly and at such an angle. That's probably what, what made it even sweeter, the, the fact that he, he saw the opportunity, took a calculated risk, and it just paid dividends. It already went up one nothing in just the uh, second or third minute. And then just when the play starts, that back heel pass from Roro to Keiko. I mean, that's that's magic right there. <laughs> but that's something else. I think they're starting to have a good connection between them, and it's it's really awesome to to see them link up, right? To see some of our more experienced guys with Roro and Keiko, right? Who've played in Mexico and Spain. Like, I mean, these guys know what it's like to play at the top level, and that they had a really good play right there between them two. And then Keiko basically doing like a little like ball right there, right? <laughs> as Roro's about to shoot as well. And hey, it, it helped, right? I mean, it works. And yeah. he, he opened up, yeah. <laughs> when you obstruct the vision of the goalkeeper and it's in our favor, then I'm all for it. You know, it's just brilliant. But notice how, notice how we were following the ball. Notice how, okay, I got to talk about the whole freaking game. We swarmed whenever we lost possession, which wasn't very often. We'll look at the stats here in a second. But whenever we lost the ball, we swarmed to get it back. Do you realize it's been three matches, if not four, where we haven't swarmed when we lost the ball? It wasn't, we haven't seen the hunger the way that we saw the hunger last night to recover the ball. And we saw Keko go in. He was following the shot. He knew there was a shot. There was an opportunity for knockdown rebound. You saw Malik follow the shot. That has not always been happening these last little games where we weren't, you know, on top form. And, you know, there's some conspiracy theories of, you know, well, we knew we could be in top form and we waited until the last match of the season because la la la, you know, because then that generates enthusiasm and, you know, a groundswell of support going into playoffs or whatever, you know, but at the end of the day, until 8 p.m. Okay, match started at 7. 8 p.m. We knew that New Mexico had won their match. And we're all like, you know, within a couple of minutes, we stopped wringing our hands because Roro got a goal, then Keko got a goal. And then, you know, it's just kind of like this. And then Matt LaGrasa got a goal. And it was like, well, can we stop wringing our hands? You know, <laughs> 8 o'clock rolled around and we're still ahead 3-0 at halftime. So... Because we literally were talking about, do we get do we get our hopes up? And do we think that San Diego can't come back after these goals? Or what do we do? And, you know, so uh, it was a it was a intense. So, Jared, were you listening to the Fox 40 feed or were you watching ESPN Plus? Well, ESPN Plus is pretty much uh, carrying the Fox 40 feed. They usually cover, uh, carry the audio of the home the team. Oh, good. So you got Adam and Rob. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. So so let me ask you this. My mom said at halftime, because she was watching the match, she texted my sister and I and said that they had announced at our halftime that we had secured our fourth place home field. And I wrote back immediately to mom. It's like, no, our game's not over. San Diego, do you remember hearing that at all at uh, at our halftime, 
to be honest, I I couldn't really hear a whole lot of the audio because <laughs> of the video that I was at. But but I do know that usually anytime that a match is hosted at Hard Health Park, uh, ESPN will usually carry the local broadcaster. So in this case, you know they would have picked up uh, Robin Adam if it was in New Mexico. We would have gotten their broadcasters and so forth and so forth. All but, right. Uh, that part I I didn't hear. I'll probably have to maybe watch the match on the man and see. All right. Never mind. Uh, Luis was next to me, and he you know he. Uh, he heard me talk about how, you know, my mom, how, how could she, how could the broadcaster say that we'd already secured our home, you know, home field advantage when the game, our game wasn't even over. We still had another half to play, but anyhow. Luckily they didn't they jinx probably, them. Yeah. yeah. I think they probably meant to say if the results hold. I see. That's probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Although it's never good to make a prediction so early on, right? Even if they say like, even if this result holds. All should be good. It's like, no, just don't say anything. You might jinx it. Let's wait till you know the referee ends the game, and then we could be like, all right, they clinched. Right. <laughs> the crazy things have happened in the sport. I mean, you might be winning three 0 half time, but you know, all you need is just a couple of minutes for you to see yourself <laughs> all of a sudden like losing two, right? Just like we were already winning three 0 in such an early right in like fifteen minutes of the first half, so. That's why I was like, we need to keep calm. Don't say anything. <laughs> uh, unless there's just one minute left. And of course, they're not going to score three goals in one minute. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. All right. So moving on, let's let's talk about the second goal. We just we just so loved the very first, you know, our first goal. And it was scored by Rodrigo. And we all looked at each other and said, <laughs> did anybody get a point? Did anybody get a point in our podcast dinner winner? And and Luis had to look at his, his. he took a screenshot of the sheet of paper that he keeps and he brought it up. He was like, oh man, nobody got a point for picking uh, Roro as the first goal scorer. So shame on us for not, you know, picking the captain. <laughs> well, you thought I picked Roro. Remember you were like, you got a point. And I was like, oh, did I? And then I checked and I was like, no, you picked Roro as a substitution. So you were close to getting the point, but Luis Felipe played. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so we move on to the 2-0 goal uh, scored by your favorite, Sharon Echo. Um, I mean, what a what a goal, right? I mean, he took the chance, he took a shot, and the goalkeeper wasn't in the right position too. And it's great because when you take a shot, you have to be observing the goalkeeper and take advantage of any time that you see him out of place, and that's what Keiko saw, right? And that's the experience that any guy who's been playing the game for a long time, who's been playing at a couple of countries, uh, will for sure see, right? Because the goalkeeper was still walking. There was no way the goalkeeper was going to stop it. He was out of place. Keiko knew where to shoot it. And there you go. That's why it helps to have those uh, shooting drills before the game, because it helps <laughs> them you know, you know, get acquainted, right, to shooting and to the atmosphere, to the weather. I mean, we had the wind and all that, so. To the turf, too, you know, every mm-hmm. every field is different, and so even our field can vary based on, you know, game to game. You never know, you know, what's happened with the turf and all that other stuff, but his was kind of a weird squeaker, <laughs> if, you, if you ask me, you know, typically... I mean, I know Danny Vidiola would have saved that, but it was just weird to see their keeper, whom they've, you know, who's solid, just kind of boff it, right? 
it's just, ugh, sorry, but my sister in the, in the whole second half <laughs> was hollering at the keeper. <laughs> how, what did she say? Something like, you don't like, how do you like your life now? Or something. It was like so bizarre. <laughs> you hate your life. <laughs> it's really bad. Cause he really kind of blew it. Yeah. I mean, as a goalkeeper, uh, getting two goals scored in like four minutes, that's gotta be rough. I can't imagine that, right? Because you, you don't even know what to expect the rest of the game. <laughs> like, ooh, what's gonna happen now? <laughs> yeah. But the passes seem to be spot on. I saw a couple, you know, a little uh, you know, passing into the defender kind of a thing, you know, the the, the crap that we've been watching these last three games, but not this one. Um, you know, where they would like pass straight into the opponent. It's like, what were you thinking? There was there was one pass in the back of the field where um, myself and um, uh, Bridget and Ted at the table next to us, we were all like, never pass the ball in front of, or no, it was maybe it was Deshorn when I was down talking to Deshorn. I exclaimed, uh, there was one pass that was made like a square ball from one side of our defense clear to the other side, and it almost got picked off. It had it been picked off, they would have come down our throat. Maybe it did get picked off, but we got lucky. Who knows? I forget. Probably not on the highlight reel because it was one of those dirt moments. I don't know who made the pass and I don't know who didn't receive the pass. But anyhow, let's not critique. We had a good game. You know, we had one, two, and then there's this goal is fabulous. Actually, I think I like this goal the best because of the goal celebration. I think it's goal of the year. I know Matt said, you know, like, oh, we've had better goals. And yeah, you know, we've had good goals as well, but... I mean, just the way it happened, he just hit it right away, right? It's one of those volley shots that, you know, and and we were seeing this from VIP side, right? So, of course, we're like on the other side of the stadium. But when I saw that shot, I knew it was going straight through, right? Because we have that perfect angle where you could just see when a shot goes. I knew it was going straight to where it went. And I mean, it was a powerful shot, right? No one would have stopped that. Danny could not have stopped that. I don't care what goalkeeper you want to mention in the world. They they couldn't. Okay, watch this. Watch this, Jared. <laughs> Go boof. Boo. Did you see him do face plants? Oh, straight God. You know, I know Irina, she caught the moment in his flying. She caught that in a freeze frame, and it was perfect, the flying part. But when he face planted in the turf, watch. Oh. Watch again. Watch yeah, again. Yeah, he face plants, like, yeah. Uh, boof and his poor heads balances you know? yeah he's gonna be so sore today <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep well, your head up when you're diving on the grass <laughs> if you look at oh, it in man. slow motion if you look at it in slow motion you could actually see he's more so of a- thrilled though he is so thrilled to do that you know but keep the head up dude Kaboom. oh it bounced too all right <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He even said, you know, because when we saw him at Pete's, we we only, I'm going to digress. I'm going to be a little negative Nelly here. But when we were at Pete's, they segregated us. They wouldn't let us go upstairs where the team and the staff and the coaches were. They kept us separate. And we never saw the team while I was there, except for Matt LaGrasse stayed downstairs with all of us. And um, Deech, Coach Deech, uh, Danny, and Coach Kane stayed downstairs with us, which was wonderful. And then um, Roro made a pass through and thanked everybody and and hung out, you know, for a couple seconds before he went upstairs to be with the the squad. But 
Matt LaGrasa, when I spoke with him, I said, that was such a great goal. That was a screamer. And he goes, no, I think my face plant. I mean, he just kind of like downplayed the goal. And he says, yeah, and my face plant. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Matt, you know, talking about the fun stuff. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But everybody was thrilled. We were thrilled that Matt got, you know, when Matt and Jack, and Luis Felipe, when those guys who aren't the technical strikers, you know, technically the strikers, when they get goals from their position, Dami is in the same boat. Whenever our, you know, midfielders, defensive midfielders or defenders get a goal, it's a huge celebration. And last night was no exception. The celebration around the stadium was intense. The celebration with the players, that was just like, it was like, I don't know, church. Moving on. <laughs> oh, I'll probably do a gif of that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one has to, I know that one needs to come out as a as a as a gif. And Jared's licking his lips because he's trying to figure out how he can capture that puppy and and make it into, you know, going into Monday like kaboof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Monday doesn't quite turn out the way you want it. <laughs> It may be Monday, but it's still Victory Monday. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that, that's definitely a memorable moment, both the goal and the celebration. I, I think that's probably my favorite celebration. I mean, I know it's it, it didn't quite work out the way he wanted it, but it, he still, you know, was up. He was still fine. And, you know, he, brave guy, right? Brave guy. It, it was, it was so something else. <laughs> literally... Within 15 minutes of the match starting, it was like, boom, 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 boom. We put our mark on the opposition. We totally did that. But just a few minutes after this, we had one of our my favorite players make a sprint downfield. And then it unfolded where we ended up having to sub Kecko because he made this long freaking sprint. And it turned out okay. Because that's when Zico got a chance to come in. So Zico actually played his little butt off. It was an okay sub, you know, even though we're sad that, you know, Kecko had to come out. But having Zico come in and and play just as hard as Kecko was rewarding. You know, it was rewarding to see that. I know right now, so Luis is currently showing a potential... um, goal scoring opportunity that San Diego had, but if it wasn't for Danny Videolo, it wouldn't have happened. So yeah, it's probably the closer opportunity they had in the 51st minute, right? A crossbar uh, opportunity from uh San Diego. And you know, that could have changed the game. Right. It it was, changed the game. They but, still they would have had time, yeah. Yeah. But Danny Videolo thwarted it because he came out big. He mm-hmm. threw the attacker off. Danny did the right thing. Although the attacker did get a lot of space, right? I mean, he created his opportunity there. So that maybe that's the only little thing to look at in the whole game. <laughs> oh, San Diego, yeah. It was really just that. Um, but yeah, like you said, other than that, I mean, they did such a good job with their passing. I don't think I've ever seen the team actually have better passing in any other match like they did in this one. Everything was like working out right. They were doing a lot of passing back and forth, just as, as you should, right? I mean, you got to have the other team run more than you do, keep more control of the ball, and they are going to be bound to make mistakes, right? Because they're going to be all over the place trying to take the ball away from you. And 
That, that's exactly what we saw. Yeah. And then we move on to the fourth goal, the great, amazing goal that we got to see there, Sharon and I, uh, up close right there. And <laughs> us in BIP, a couple of us were actually shouting uh, Chancellor Luther, right? And so before this goal, we were already cheering him on. We had a strong feeling that he was going to do something in this match ever since he got subbed in, right? And I don't know, Sharon, was it the chance that we were doing for Luther that maybe motivated him to maybe get the goal? Because, I mean, they happened just minutes before the goal. So I don't know if we want to credit that, but, I mean, the guy was motivated. Well, he and has such probably a... probably see us on the camera there, too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. He has such an easy name. I know, right? He has such an easy name to chant, you know, because it's two <laughs> syllables. Um, and it almost sounds like we're saying loser, but it's not as Luther. <laughs> And, you know, so we really try to enunciate his name really loudly. I mean, we know of other players that when you chant their names, it sounds like, you know, you're saying something horrible, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, we chanted even louder once he got his goal. So um, it was he it was it was well deserved. He was cool as a cucumber. He had ice in his veins when he jinked the, you know, Judd. What do you call it? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Jared? Uh, juked when he juked the keeper got around the keeper and then just slotted it home that was so sweet you know and it was literally like you said Luis, right in front of us it was perfect <laughs> once he got past the keeper i was kind of scared that for some reason something would be a centimeter off and just miss it for some reason but i mean i was obviously hoping for for a goal but with that with the luck we've had with some of our shots uh, this year it's been really hit or miss, but thankfully Luther was able to get this one and put it right in the back of the net, put put our fears uh, to sleep, and now we're up four nothing. Now we're up four nothing, and Luis was what we're looking at is you know the view of the goal scored, and Luis is circling this little spot in VIP where we were hanging out right there in the in the corner. I think I see my sister's silver hair. I don't see I don't see mine, but um, yeah. Yeah, you're. I think you're next to me right there. Okay. You see me, and then yeah, <laughs> and uh, how fun but, to have it right in front of you. It, it was. It was so great. I mean, it was a good experience. Once I saw him take the goalkeeper out, I was like, he's got a perfect angle. I mean, we were right behind the goal net, right? So of course we had a good view of where he could potentially shoot it. And Jared, I mean, when I saw it, I was like, he's gonna score. There's no way he's gonna miss this one. <laughs> he's got the open net right there. You just have to tap the ball and. You, you got yourself a, a goal just in time for playoffs, so the motivation could be up there. But I, I think, you know, the, it was great how he took the goalkeeper out too, but major credit to him for actually following the play, right? We always say, follow the play no matter what. Take advantage of any opportunity you can. And in this chance here, I mean, he glanced at the San Diego defender and he saw that he was probably going to pass it back to the goalkeeper, right? I mean, that's ultimately what happens, right? The player passes it back. I think he doesn't realize that Luther is there. He probably thinks, oh, the goalkeeper is going to just clear it out. But, you know, I think that, you know, he messed up. He didn't actually uh, time his pass right. But I got to say this as well, right? Because we need to give him credit where credit's due. Dougie put pressure on that defender. And that's where the defender ends up actually not pulling a strong pass back and just like, you know, just doing the pass, just like, doesn't matter how, what you do, but he just wanted just to pass the ball. And it wouldn't have happened had Dougie not put the pressure, 
because I think it would have been a more, much more stronger pass back to the goalkeeper. But once, you know, they felt Dougie coming through, he was like, I got to get the ball out of here. Otherwise, he's going to have a one-on-one with the goalkeeper. So got to give him credit. That's what we've been asking for. I know Dougie didn't play that much yesterday, you know, probably for like 12 minutes maybe around there. But he did what we've been wanting him to do all season. And, you know, he might not get the goal. But honestly, I mean, this should feel like a goal to him because he was a big part of it too. I know it wasn't his uh, assistance. Had it been his assistance, it would have been an offside goal. (laughs) Um, But he still, you know, played a, a major role in this goal. So... I got to say, Luther was pretty happy when we saw him after the game. He gave you a big smile, Sharon, and it was good. The guy deserved it. It had been a while since we'd seen him score. I got to give credit to the players that stayed later and did all the you know autograph signing because we stood there and <laughs> you were getting your poster signed by all of our guys. And the guys that were the last to leave, you just got to give them credit because they're just so busy signing autographs and taking selfies with everybody. And they're just so generous of their time. And Luther was one of those guys, Matt LaGrosse, of course, he's the other one. Right. Um, and, and the cool thing about Luther is even though he was really late going through and, you know, getting changed and he was one of the last guys getting over to Pete's pizza. I mean, we did see him come mm-hmm. in. He didn't know that the party was exclusive and upstairs. <laughs> so he wandered in said hello to all of us in the, you know, downstairs peon area before he went upstairs. So that was pretty cool. But he was, uh, he was the last one into the showers and the last one over to Pete's pizza. So. Oh, that's, that's good. Uh, but yeah, I know. Yeah. Gloss of gratitude to all the players who gave all the autographs, even I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it may have been Ferretti actually gave out uh, one of his socks because uh, yeah. one of the fans actually he asked a for a sock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you and i were all like oh that's gross yeah because there's you know they've been sweating in them all all match but whatever yeah it's yeah but it was it was something a little funny moment there that we experienced but hey, it just goes to show how um appreciative our players are and i'm not saying you know if anyone wants a sock to ask for one but if you do feel like you want a sock then <laughs> you could try asking <laughs> um, the guy next to me was and he was a beginner. He was asking every player that went by, he was asking them for their jerseys. And I kind of, after a couple guys said, no, 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 I, I pulled the guy aside and I said, listen, they're only allocated so many jerseys to give away each season, you know, because, you know, they're not cheap. And so I kind of mentioned, I said, it's probably not the coolest thing to ask for their jersey. I'd just ask for an autograph. So he, he, he listened and I don't think he asked for a jersey after that. Uh, so that was kind of nice to have him um listen to what I still kind of know a little bit. Maybe they're allocated more, or they <laughs> once they give away so many jerseys, then they have to pay for them after that. I don't know, whatever. But that's how it used to be. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that too, right? Because as a fan, no one really knows that, right? I'm sure everyone thinks, oh, they probably get a couple of jerseys per game and <laughs> they could do that, but yeah, it's, it's a little different too. I'm sure maybe in MLS it might be a whole different scenario, right? Given the mm-hmm. the salaries, the budgets, and all that. But yeah, I mean, there's there's things like that. But you could still get an autograph, or you can also wait for uh, the holiday season and buy one of the packs that I've bought that actually includes a actually game worn jersey. I don't know if they might be doing it this year again. I feel like they might because it's always a success when they do those boxes and. 
that's your chance of getting actually a game worn jersey and it's really fun always for me because you never know what you're gonna get so uh yeah if anyone wants one you could still buy one you just won't know who you get but either way it's still gonna be a game worn jersey which is always awesome so all right well with the 4-0 win uh with new mexico winning too it didn't matter because we did secure fourth place and as i mentioned earlier we'll be playing against them next saturday at harcourt park at 7 p.m uh, should be a really good one. Fourth against fifth in any league is always a really tough matchup because you got two teams that are pretty even. And I think it'll probably be the case for us next Saturday. I, I don't think it'll be a similar game to this game against San Diego because, you know, New Mexico has something to play for. And San Diego was already in second place. So uh, it's definitely going to be a, a different vibe out there. But either way, it's a home field advantage. We need to make sure that we show why you know we were in fourth place and why we have a really amazing fan base that sold out the stadium yesterday by the way right as we um, saw there in attendance uh, we had 11,569 people there um, which was a really awesome atmosphere I gotta say and uh, a really great thing for everyone to do in this last regular season game and I was pretty impressed I don't know how you felt Sharon but it's really awesome to see people coming out and supporting the team after uh, such a great year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about our our future matchup. Moving on to podcast winner dinner then. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Well, actually, no, Sharon actually got points, so I'm sure she is really happy to talk about that. But Sharon got two points out of this last one. Uh, Jared did not get anything, and I got one point. So standings are as follows. I have 20 points. Sharon has 16. Jared has 13. And uh, coming into this uh, first playoff game, there are six opportunities to get points. And so the categories are as follows. We got the final score line. We got yes or no on extra time. We got yes or no on penalty kicks. We got first goal scorer. We got first team scoring. And also we got the first team getting a yellow card. So potential of six points for anyone. Lots of things could happen in this first playoff game. And if there is more, as we always mention, we're going to be continuing the competition here. But who would like to go first? And this time I'm not going first. I keep going first every time. So I think really someone else don't. has got to go I'm first. I'm not always gone first. <laughs> in the last like two, I think. Um... <laughs> okay, Jared. <laughs> well, since I didn't get any points, uh, I, I guess I'll go first then. Yeah, that's a good way uh, to could do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. I am going to say the 3-2. Uh, Republic FC moves on. It will require extra time, but uh, no penalty kicks. Uh, first goal scorer, I am... I'm going to say Roro for first goal scorer. Uh, if he's not available, then I will say uh, Malik. So New Mexico will get the first yellow. First goal scored, I would say Sacramento. Sharon? No, because I had the most points. You go second. Oh, okay. All right. So that's the new rule moving yeah. forward. Whoever, yeah, that's actually that's fair. That's good. That's a good, good way of uh, doing it too. All right. Well, I say two-one. Uh, Sack gets the win. I don't think we're going to see extra time. I don't think there will be PKs. I think first goal scorer. I'm also going to go with Roro. If he's not there, then I'm going to go with uh, Damia. Let's get in the goal. Uh, first team scoring. I think Sack. Gets the first one, and then first yellow goes out to Sack. 
This is so funny. I had written this down well <laughs> before. Seriously, Luis, I wrote my stuff down well before anybody said anything. So I have the score line being 2-0 Sacramento. Okay. With Roro scoring the first goal, if he doesn't <laughs> if he's not available, this is so funny. I either had Luther or Malik and I have to decide cuz Jared, you know, picked Malik as his backup. But I'm picking Luther as the backup, not Malie. Going to pick up Luther if Roro somehow weird things happen, which won't. Um, the first yellow card, I have New Mexico, not SAC. I have us also in regulation and no PKs if it goes to extra time. I'm saying no PKs. And I have a first team scoring, of course, is Sacramento because we're going to win it 2-0 in my mind. So in my mind. Well, that's interesting. I'm, I'm kind of doing the math here and... I don't know if you could actually get up to my level since we have a couple of like shared ones too, like no extra time, no PKs, uh, uh -oh. Roro scoring first, Sack getting the first uh, goal. Well, then we have to go deep into playoffs for um, to change that. Yeah, yeah, to change that. The one, the you know, the outlier here is Jared could gain points because he has a totally different scoreline, totally different, except for the Roro. Yeah. And when he says no PKs, do we all say no PKs? And he also uh, says first team scoring sack. <laughs> oh. So yeah. if we do move on, there's points. I mean. True. The, 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 I'm still going to end at the bottom, though. Huh, I wonder if I should pick a different scorer. <laughs> no, I'm leaving it with Roro because that's what I, in my gut, I'm thinking, you know, he's been, you know, Mr. Consistency for us. If you look at he and Malik, they're equal in the total numbers of goals scored in the season. So, and I don't know how Kecko's injury is going to carry. So that will change up the front line a little bit. Mm. It will put probably either Malik, Luther, or Dougie in a position of, of starting or Zico. You know, so it'll, it'll throw some things off, a little bit of the balance. I'll still go with Roe. I'm changing mine. I'm not gonna do row anymore. I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be the different one here. I'm gonna go with Luis Felipe. Yeah, that was my guy from this la last weekend. Okay. Yeah, I, right. I think I think this this could be the game. I mean, we we saw him in the cup. He likes to play these like single game elimination formats. So ah, I think this is this is his point. opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there you go. Changing to that. <laughs> All right. Well. Should be an interesting one. Again, lots of points out there too. Uh, some of us are gonna get more points, I think, because there's, I mean, there's a lot more categories, and there's a lot of, there's a couple of yes or no ones here, and someone's gonna get a point because uh, we had different ones there. So we shall see what what happens here. But again, it'll keep on going as long as <laughs> there's a playoff run for us, and also the hot chip challenge, which. I think anything can happen still there since you and Jared have a couple of different results. Mm -hmm. So yeah, boy. I already know I'm going to end up taking that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're already prepping for that too, but well, never know anything can happen in the sport. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, um, with that, we have other playoff games as well. Uh, San Diego's hosting Oakland, Colorado's hosting RGB. And there is still a possibility that the semifinals could be in Sacramento. And ultimately, the final of the Western Conference could be in Sacramento. But we depend 
on RGB and Oakland continuing to win their games, making it as far as, you know, continuing on. Uh, and if the final were to be in Sacramento, then we would most likely be playing against Oakland. That's what it's looking like. Interesting. Yeah. So hopefully that is the case. I mean, we can all imagine an amazing epic final Sacramento-Oakland at Arkell Park. How great would that be, right? One California team for sure playing in the USL final. Like, let's go, right? <laughs> I mean, we know there, there will be one in the semifinals for sure since San Diego and Oakland are, are playing. And I think Oakland is going to be quite a difficult opponent. Should they beat San Diego playing against San Antonio? I don't care all your differential points. They're going to give them game. So bring it on. We want to see. We want to play against them in the playoff game. And that means it's a final game. So, yeah. So if, if you all want to know who to root for, that's that's who you got to root for. So we keep posting. Um, but at the very least, you know, you got to root for um, RGB getting the victory and, you know, hopefully making it a little bit more possible that we can host um a game and if we do host it it would be against rgb in the semifinals cool stuff all right well with that being said just some quick reminders here um if you haven't checked out our website yet you can go find it at saxsoccerpod.com go ahead and check it out listen to the show on there also if you want to watch some of our live shows uh if you just go on saxsoccerpod.com slash live you can catch the live show or you can also watch whatever recent live show we had uh just a little quick way of accessing our uh, youtube live feed there so that that is an option for you also we are going to be doing a town hall previewing this game on friday 7 p.m again feel free to tune in is that good (laughs) you guys good i I oftentimes have other things going on friday evening so we'll see you know (laughs) though you know what you don't need me because it's quite fun to be on the show and talk about, you know, the possibilities and, you know, starting to get juiced and excited for the for the first, you know, the quarterfinal into the playoffs and, you know, to really kind of get ourselves stoked and to encourage all the fans to show up and, you know, encourage the team to show up and the staff, everybody's got to be, you know, Kansas City ready, you know, if you want to. Mm you know, think about an analogy. It's like we were ready when Kansas City stepped foot in our house. So, you know, and same with San Jose. We've got to be that kind of ready. We've got to be ready like San Diego. We were we were super ready to go take on San Diego because we knew, you know, everything was on the line and everything is going to be on the line next next Saturday. So the the live show will be a lot of fun getting everybody kind of amped up and you know if we could uh if we could do it somewhere together, we would, as though we did in Orlando when we were all together and we gathered everyone. But if anybody is available, if you're listening to this, mark it on your calendars. Uh, look for the invitation because Luis will set it up as an event and click accept. Uh, it'll put it on your calendar so you don't forget. But yeah, jump in. Like I said, you don't need me, but I always like to be in the background. Anyhow, as Luis <laughs> and Jared know that all. If I if I can't be on the pod, I'll send in, you know, messages to uh get them off their game and maybe get a chuckle or two out of Jared. I was expecting him to chuckle right now, but I know. Because it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
No, I, I had it on mute here for, for a moment. That's all. <laughs> William Lamb is always the first to see the comments that come through when he's on the live show. And he's such a good host when he, you know, when he wants everybody to be included because he's like Mr. Inclusive. I'll tell you that. You know, he's just ready to make sure everybody gets equal say. The minute he sees a comment come through, he'll say, Tina said, and he'll repeat the comment. It's great to watch, you know, how good he is and vigilant he is and making sure that the comments get uh, put up on the on the ticker tape and get read out loud. I really like that about the show. So even if you're not participating, send in comments because we'll make sure if William's on Friday night, he'll make sure your comments get posted and read. Oh, yeah. Always making sure we monitor those uh, comments coming through and yeah, it's going to be an exciting weekend, too. Also, um, the San Diego against Oakland game is going to be on Sunday, October 23rd, uh, 5.30 p.m. So uh, should we win on Saturday, we're still not going to know who our opponent is. We're still going to have to wait for that San Diego-Oakland game to uh, be played, which is good for us, right? We get to watch it, watch some games on Sunday. There's also Birmingham against Pittsburgh uh, at 2 p.m. on Sunday. And so, um, yeah, should be uh, an interesting quarterfinals there's a lot of good matchups out there and i think that san diego oakland game is going to be really good i think it's gonna be close as well and you know that they're gonna give san diego room for their money all right sure and jared uh, any last final parting words i think jared waved me off or waved me on i think i think jared just passed the ball to me yeah that was a good long ball and i'm running with it just like we saw dougie running with it last night and we saw all of our players running with it let's go sack uh, you know, a repeat performance of our game against San Diego is in order when we hit New Mexico. So mark your calendars. Let's go. And I'm sure at the tailgate uh, next Saturday, there's going to be two roasters, one for all the hatch green chilies and the second one to fit New Mexico win after we win next weekend. Oh, OK. <laughs> it's going to be an, an interesting uh, tailgating in on, on Saturday, too. Um well, for me, like I mentioned earlier, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, go buy them as soon as you can, because I don't know how long they're going to have tickets available. And you don't want to be stuck having to pay someone maybe more for a ticket because we know scalpers are out there and they try to take advantage of every major game. We saw it against the Kansas City in the Cup. And so just get them soon. Um, get your ticket there and, you know, be as early as you able to on Saturday. I don't know if they're going to open a little bit earlier than usual. Hopefully they do an hour and a half like they did in the cup. That would be nice, right? So we're all in the stadium and people can get their food and, you know, there's no issues on, on that side. But with that being said, we'll see everyone on Friday with our town hall. Have a great night. Thank you for supporting us as always and listening to our show. Cue the music right on time. Then I will say uh, Malik. Uh, let's see. San Diego gets the first yellow board. Wait. Or, or called, I should say. Wait, San Diego? Or... <laughs> okay, this 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 is how, how I'm still recuperating here. Mexico. Let's New Mexico. What? Let's play New Mexico <laughs> yeah. next weekend. Let's play I mean, them. San Diego was good to play against, but if we play against them in playoff, I don't think it'll be the same team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 